Hello, Probers. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial comedy podcast brought to you by two former MIBs. We're here to bring you the truth about what's going on out there in the world of the extraterrestrial. There's a lot of misinformation and outright bullshit out there. We sift through those nuggets with our bare hands to make sure that you get the truth. You've made that as grim as possible. If you've never heard us before, we take it in turns each week to bring you a real documented account of the extraterrestrial. This week's case is brought to you by myself, Moonwalker, and sitting opposite me as always is your friend and mine, Kevin the Grey, who is looking at me puzzled and on edge because I'm yet to insult him in any way, shape or form. I I was actually looking at you puzzled and on edge there and you've put that in your research notes. (laughs) I can read you like a book. Um, I'm on edge. I don't know what to say. Where's the insult? Are you going to be really kind to me all the way through this one and then right at the end? So, Greybeard, what's your thoughts on late night walks along beaches? Late night walks along beaches with whom? Just late night walks along beaches. Not necessarily with anyone. I like the beach. I like the ocean. I like the sea. I like the water. So you like... I like sand. Mid... Late night walks along beaches. Yes, they can be romantic if you're with your significant other. They can be friendmantic <laughs> if you're with a significant friend. I am a supporter of late night walks along beaches. Yes. Now, make me change my mind. Well, that's exactly how today's case starts. It's January 30th, 1965. Ah, I've just thought. I hate seagulls, though. Yeah, true. Only because of where I currently reside. When I move, all will be well. But at the moment, those little twats... It's mating season right now. And between 3 and 6 a.m., without fail, every morning, outside the window, you hear... (laughs) They're banging. Outside my window. They even look at me while they're doing it. Do you know how seagulls do it? No. Seagull style. <laughs> it's January 30th. It's January 30th, 1965. And along Manresa Beach, California, Sydney Padrick was taking a late night stroll feeling the soft sand between his toes with the gentle sound of the waves rolling onto the shoreline. Sydney didn't live far from the beach, so this was something he was able to do on a regular basis. It also meant that the vast majority of the time he had the entire beach to himself, which is both amazing and terrifying at the same time. Why terrifying? If you're the only one out there and all of a sudden you hear a weird noise. They could be eyeing you up for a reason. Now these weren't just late night walks. They were more like midnight to early hour walks. And it was on this particular night at around 2am 
that Sid noticed something that wasn't normally part of these walks. There is a seagull. He saw it out the corner of his eye. It looked at him. It smiled at him. The seagull had one thing on its mind, and it wasn't chips. It was sex. Interspecies sex. You're taking this case somewhere completely different. Seagull style. What? Do you want me to answer that seriously? or That's absolutely fine. Okay. What he'd noticed was an outline of a large craft ahead of him. And it wasn't seagull shaped. <laughs> it was described as two saucers. Inverted. Mere meters ahead of him, the craft landed on the beach. Uh, yeah, I thought this was coming. You've slapped in the picture from Top Gun. He went inverted! Gives him the finger. Indeed I did. Classic moment in a classic movie. Now, picture these two jets below as saucers and imagine both of them being inverted. Okay, I can picture that. And if you look below... <laughs> okay, you, there you could have just shown that to begin with. <laughs> I could have, but I didn't. So ignore the cup at the bottom and look at the two <laughs> saucers. I hadn't even realised they are literal saucers. Yep. As in you've turned a cup and saucer upside down. Yep. This is what he's describing the craft as looking like. Okay, so he's by himself and he sees two saucers. And he sees one. He describes it oh, as two saucers. Oh, one that looks like two saucers. Sorry, so does he know that though? They could just be really close because they're really skilled Top Gun pilots. Could be. Hmm. He's pegging it, I if reckon. If their boss saw that, he'd scream that they're writing checks their bodies can't cash. <laughs> I reckon that he's going to get taken, but he's going to try and peg it first. This feels like it's going to have all the hallmarks. He's going to be like 30 metres from where he thought he was, lost time, go home, have peculiar memories, go for aggression. Unless you're going way off left field. Sounds like you've uh, experienced cases like these before. I've experienced about 120 cases like this before. So if you were walking along the beach at that kind of time and you saw this in front of you, there's no one else around, you have no dog, you have no weapon. Ah, no dog. Just you and your thoughts. What do you think your reaction would be? Don't leave me alone with my thoughts. Hello, darkness once again. Hmm. Well... If I'm being honest, I'm probably going to peg it and take cover and try to watch to see what happens from a safe distance. If I'm being greybeard, I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm going to pick up the nearest rock I can find in case but hide it in my trousers because violence is not my first response. It's just a backup in case, just a backup. And I'm going to get a pen and paper and draw them from a... From where? From my other pocket. I've always got a pen and paper. 
all right, I'm going to pull out my mobile phone and Google a picture of a seagull looking really angry and aggressive and show it to whomever is in these crafts and convince them to attack. No, I'm pegging it. So Sydney. Screaming as I do. (laughs) Sydney was rooted to the spot. Thoughts rushing through his mind. What should he do? Should he move forward or should he run? These thoughts happened so quick that his movements would seem to most to be a reaction rather than a thought-out strategic plan. Our man Sydney pegged it. Hey! He was fucking getting out of there. Get out of Dodge! But something made him stop. No! Keep going! Not a tractor beam or some kind of invisible force, but a voice that rang out into the night. Don't be frightened. We are not, you fucker. I didn't do anything. <laughs> you started laughing. I was expecting a deep, like, Darth Vader voice for some reason. <laughs> and she come out with, <laughs> Don't be frightened. We are not hostile. That voice sounds frightened. <laughs> for a moment. Sid kept on running until they repeated the previous sentiment. Don't be frightened. We are not hostile. Don't believe it. The voice then invited him onto the craft and Sid stopped in his tracks. Contemplating the offer brought before him, is this an offer you'd take, Grey Nuts? I feel like it's one of those offers you can't refuse. Like, this is the godfather of the alien species. I'm going to make you, I'm gonna make you an offer. <laughs> you can't refuse. I was trying to mix it with the voice you <laughs> gave them, but it didn't come out very well. It just got even more godfather. <laughs> I'm going to make you an offer. You can't refuse. All the godfathers on the alien planet sound exactly like the voice you put on (laughs) massive (laughs) softies I'm going to make you an offer that you can't refuse don't be afraid don't be frightened I'm going to make you an offer let's happen again we only want you to come onto our ship yeah I feel like if you don't accept the offer you're going to get whacked anyway or you're they're going to whacked or you're going to get, get slabbed. Exactly what I was going to say. Exactly. One or the other. You have no choice here. So you've just got to be complicit in whatever they're going to do. And hopefully they don't stick it in your butt. Unless you are interested in that. In which case it might be an exciting experience. Well, Sid, turn. Hold on. Would you accept it? Or would you try and fight it? I think it depends on what mood I'm in. I think you try and fight it and it'd be a lot worse for you. Depends what mood I'm in. Because... I'd get taken. I'll be like, yeah, let's go. And they show me around the craft. They let me sit in the cockpit and drive it. You're trying to fight them. They're like, get his ass. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get your ass. (laughs) (laughs) You take a two finger, yeah? In the butt. So you're saying you just accept it? They wouldn't because I've not tried to fight them. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Whereas you get angry. So you're accepting it. (laughs) I'm accepting you accepting it. When have you ever seen me get angry? At least once a week. 
without fail. <laughs> Every time our football teams come out. What? <laughs> you can't deny it. I was about to say, sometimes it's justified, though. Well, Sid, he turned and started to tentatively walk towards the craft. It would appear that Sid accepted this offer. And as he got close, a door opened, allowing him to step aboard the craft. Still not sure what he was actually doing, he paused for a second before making his way in. It's like he thought about it, but he didn't. He found himself in a room approximately six by seven foot. A door within that room opened, leading to another room. He stepped through, and this room was larger. And it was there that he was greeted by what he describes as a man no different to him in basic appearance. Well, that is not where I was expecting it to go. I was thinking this was going to be more than likely Nordics, if not Greys. Wasn't expecting a musk. (laughs) It's basically a musk. Human from the future. That makes me query what the purpose is. Are they coming back to study? You're going to put that down? (laughs) Trying not to make it. I know, but I was waiting for you so you could cut it. (laughs) Oh, I'm confused now. My theories have all gone. So when you say no different to him, do you mean just as in it was a person? Or do you mean it looked exactly like them? Um, Humanoid. Okay. Two arms, two legs, looks human. Hair? Mm-hmm. White, black. Um, doesn't say. Anything else? Any descriptive factors? Uh, might find out in a bit. Grey? <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was trying to get to. It was you. <laughs> Beard? That would explain why they could speak the same language, though. Yep. They're the same species. Good chance of it. As he looked around... There were seven other men in the broom. And in his words, an extremely pretty woman. What is that you've shown me? I I can't really comment on that, son. Dodgeball. Fran. Lovely teeth. Yeah, people will surely know that film. Yep. I, I don't want to describe it. Oh my God, is that from American Horror Story, the second one? Yep. Yeah, they transform people so much in that show, don't they? Mm-hmm. So you're just showing me all the, the tens in I'm the world. Seeing, showing you extremely pretty women. Mm-hmm. Walking down the street. The one from American Horror Story, what I really like is the scraggly little bits of hair. It's a good touch. Really good touch. They could have cut it all off or left it all, but no, they chose to have little stragglers here and there, along with an ear as big as my own. You've picked some crackers, thank you. You're welcome. It was estimated that these beings, when compared to our standards, looked to be in their early to mid-twenties. They looked almost identical to us, bar two exceptions. (laughs) What the hell is that? Mr. Moonwalker has just shown me an image of someone who has basically a droopy penis for a nose and a pair of balls for a chin. There's no other way to describe that. That's a little droopy penis and balls. Is that legit what they had on their faces or have you just done that to be a bastard? 
I mean, that's not what I see, but now you've mentioned it, it's what I see. What do you see? Pointed chin and a pointy nose. That is 100% what you see. Do not give me that. That's what I just said. That's 100% what I see. a droopy penis nose. Pointed chin and a pointy nose. They've given it a shaft. It's a point. That's a penis and balls. We're going to upload that to our Instagram at But It Was Aliens podcast and our Facebook group Extraterrestrial Towers and you can be the judge. That's penis and balls, son. Nope. <laughs> did look at... And there's a picture of Waluigi here and it does look... If you were to turn Waluigi into a porno character... <laughs> That is what the other image looks like. To be fair, of all the Mario characters, Waluigi has got to be the biggest sex pest, right? I reckon he's always trying it on with people. Absolutely always at it. (laughs) You say that, or would you just say he's the one that's based on a 70s porn star? No, I reckon it's real. (laughs) I don't reckon he ever has success, but he's always like... (laughs) And like touches, slap people on the bum and he gets arrested all the time for assault and stuff. He's always thrusting his crotch as well. Is that why he's your favourite? Yeah, actually. Love him. (laughs) Well, it was the pointy chin and pointy nose that was the difference. Their attire was a two-piece suit, but more like a two-piece jumpsuit than a formal suit. It looked slip-on, so nice and tight to the skin. It was light blue-white in colour, not a zip, button or strap was in sight the shoes looked like they were attached to the suits as well almost as if vacuum packed to their bodies which gives me Samus vibes okay I can see why you'd say that you're talking Samus without the, the orange suit vibes yep. zero Samus zero Samus yeah that's yeah right. with the tight blue suit fair play good call Each appeared to have their own task at hand and were focusing on instruments and screens in front of them. Sid describes that he saw a device which looked like an advanced viewing system. It contained a 3D image of their mothership. He said the location of this ship was surrounded by daylight, so he believed it was far away from their location, considering it was early hours of the morning. Far away? It could have just been... On the other side of the planet. That's far if, away. Well, not for them it isn't. But for him If they can is. travel across galaxies, presumably, then they could be there like that. Could be far away from him, though. Mm. Mm. How do we know it's the mothership and not just a computer game? We don't. We're going to have to trust Sid. You're asking a lot there. Can I just say that it's breaking my heart that you spelt Sid differently all the way throughout it. Occasionally you spelt it S-I-D. Occasionally you spelt it S-Y-D. I know. And it's killing me. Son of a bitch. It's because his name's spelt S-I-D. Yeah. But we know a Sid and it's S-Y, so just naturally I keep Oh, you that. haven't... I thought you'd done it on purpose to get no. to me. I realised it when I was looking over it and I was like, oh, fuck <laughs> it, I'll leave it. Although now I know that. If there's ever anyone with a multiple way of spelling their name, I'm going to fuck with you so bad. Uncalled for, sir. Imagine if there's a John. 
Don't. There will be soon. There's always a John. There's <laughs> always a John. <laughs> it, by coincidence, must be the most frequent name we encounter. <laughs> the beings on the ship acknowledged that Sid was there, but only one of them would speak to him. And acknowledge it was, me. And it was the one that had greeted him. And he spoke to Sid in English. It was explained that this was the only one that could communicate with him. Makes sense. He could speak, or at least Sid could hear a voice in English. However, there was no accent to it. Every time Sid would ask a question, there was a pause before he received an answer. This made Sid think that he wasn't hearing in the way we would normally hear sound, but rather he was being communicated with via telepathy and that this was also how the beings communicated with each other. One of the questions Sid asked was where they came from. The answer he received was that it was a planet that we observe, but that we don't observe them. When he asked what his guy's name was, he was simply told, You can call me Xenu. Uh-oh. Xenomorph. Sid said that they'd travelled around in the craft for a while when his tour guide asked him to step off the craft and have a look round so that he could confirm for himself this wasn't a dream. He looked closer at the craft as he left and he describes it looking metallic but not metal. More like plexiglass in nature. That's a pretty convincing description. I've got to say, someone telling you to step or have a look around so you know you're not dreaming sounds exactly like the sort of thing that would happen in one of my dreams. How many times has that happened? All the time. I reckon you're trying to inception me somehow. Trying to get my secrets. I've forgotten my trail of thought now. (laughs) Got distracted by the inception. Wouldn't it be quicker if you were communicating via telepathy rather than slower? Because you'd have to think about it and then say it rather than just thinking about it. Maybe they have to think about the words more because it's not their native language. But then if you were saying it in your non-native language, you'd still be adding time on, surely. Like, not to be a dick about it, but... Would you? Yeah. The same way you'd have to think about the word in another language, you'd still not... Yeah, but you could think it before you've said it and you don't even have to think about the pronunciation. It just comes out. Fuck you, Sid. (laughs) Sid was told... Hold on. Don't you get away from that, Zeno. That is not what you want an alien to introduce themselves to you as. I'm Zeno. Don't be afraid. I think in... uh, Might be Greek. Zeno stands for stranger. I don't give a shit. (coughs) I'm going straight down to the basement to look for eggs. (laughs) Burn! Sid was told... How their planet had no sickness, crime, money, schools, or police. They have a strict birth control system, and they are taught a job from birth, and that's what they do. A little bit controlling, ruling state, isn't it? Sid asked the burning question that I can see in your eyes, Greybeard. Why are they on Earth? Incorrect. My question is, where are the eggs? So to answer your question, why are they on Earth? Well, that would be for observational purposes only. 
mask. Sid was taken to another room, a room full with colours that he describes as hard to describe. (laughs) (laughs) And asked if he'd like to pay his respects to the supreme deity. No. No, don't do it. Go. (laughs) Sid cannot explain what the deity looked like or what it could even be. He says that until that night, he'd never felt the presence of a supreme being. But he did feel him that night. Now it's got really sexually creepy. Oh no. He felt the presence of the supreme (laughs) being. And he's kind of blocked it out because he can't remember what they looked like. Oh, Sid. I feel for you, Sid. So after his encounter... Sid went and told the US Air Force. Has he got one of those things inside him? Face bust, chest burster. Who knows? They documented his Face account. Humper. And according to Sid, they asked him to leave out certain aspects of the story when he tells others. Those things were the parts where they had no money, crime, or schools. Whoa! Why would you want to leave out that detail? Now, this is a part of the probe where we turn to science and scepticism. There's not much to break down here, but the US Air Force have distanced themselves from this, saying that they believe it's all a fantasy and that the only reason he contacted them was to lend some sort of credibility to his story. And we have another piece of information which would lend credence to this. In 1971, Sid would find himself in court being sued for a thousand dollars by a friend who had lent him the money to produce a book about the encounter. Six years later, no book, no manuscript. Sid claimed that he'd handed the manuscript to an associate who then passed it on. And this has never been corroborated and the name of the associate is never mentioned. Sid was forced to pay $1,000 back and more. More? From this point on, that's the last anyone that doesn't know him personally has heard from Sid. So what did Sid do with that grand? Hookers and beer, baby! Hookers and beer, baby! Oh, Sid, you little minx. Where did you put your dollar dollar bills? He's not coming across as the most reliable of characters, shall we say? Why would you say that? Well, he's taken a ground and legged it. The fact that he's been sued and had to pay it back suggests that there's evidence that he did take it and that Sid probably spent it on... Hookers and beer, baby! Certainly not what he was supposed to be spending it on. No manuscript, though. Come on, Sid, pull your finger out. Can I um, borrow uh, uh, that grand to write a manuscript? I'll do it. Tell you what, you write the manuscript first. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not be unreasonable. I've got to read. Then get it to the point where... They say you need the thousand pounds. And yeah, sure. I pull out a manuscript and hand it to you. <laughs> you need to prove that the money's needed. 
Not just put out. I need to get it printed. <laughs> so to summarise, we have the story of Sid Patrick. Uh, who one night whilst walking along the beach near his house I love that tune came across a UFO the beings on the craft told him they weren't hostile and invited him on board whilst on board he met beings that looked similar to him but slightly different they had chins, baby. Dick noses. <laughs> That's what they had. There's no getting away from it. Absolute cock nose. He went for a trip and left the craft to make sure it wasn't a dream. Spoke to one of the beings who acted like a guide to him, and he believes he was spoken to via telepathy. He was told about their ways, no crime, no schools, no police, and the strict birth control before being asked, if he would like to pay his respects to the supreme deity. Something Sid had never felt before, but he says he felt him that night. When he returned home, he told the US Air Force, but they didn't believe him, and six years later, he was being sued for borrowing money to create a book that didn't ever manifest. So there you have it, Greybeard. The saga of Sid and the cone-chinned aliens. Dick-chinned aliens, come on. Now, you have to ask yourself the serious question. Is this aliens? Or is Sid talking utter bullshit? (laughs) You called it yourself. I think I can speak for both of us here when I say that Sid is absolutely talking out of his bullchin. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, there's nothing you want to go over before you give that verdict? You're just going straight to that? I'm not saying that it was aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <sighs> I mean, you did speak for both of us. <laughs> I can't say it was either. Um, he's clearly tried to jump on the UFO wave, get a book out and make some money from it. Yeah, I can't remember if you said this was 1965 or 1971. 1965, but the case was in 1961. But regardless, Alien wasn't until 77, was it? Mm Mm-hmm. So did Xeno inspire Alien? Was there more to this? Is that the manuscript? (laughs) (laughs) That's what (laughs) happened to the manuscript. There was more to this story, but they didn't allow the details because they didn't want to lose their money. Those pesky <laughs> studios. This is actually the origin story of the real alien. They took Sid on board and they were xenomorphs. What was the one before? Prometheus. That's it. Yeah, when they, they mixed the DNA. And, or xenomorphs yeah. in that? I can't remember. Prometheans? Aliens? Well, thank you for joining us for this week's probe. You are welcome. You can find us on Instagram at But It Was Aliens Podcast, on Facebook at But It Was Aliens, and we have our Facebook group, Extraterrestrial Towers. We're also on the Twitter at But It Was Aliens, and we also offer you side probes on Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash But It Was Aliens. But we side probe other extraordinary tales from myths to legends, cryptids to you've guessed it, 
Rasputin's dick. So if you'd like to help support us that way, we would love it. Love it. We still love you if you don't, but if you do, Greybeard will 100% strip for you on his OnlyFans. I'm sure you suggested that before. As always, I've been Moonwalker, and he's been Greybeard. And he's been and my only subscriber. is But It Was Aliens. I got it for free. <laughs> the truth is up there. Hashtag proof. But I never paid.